This session will cover allergic rhinitis. Allergic rhinitis is the most common cause of chronic rhinitis. Allergic factors are present in 75% of rhinitis cases, and they may be seasonal or perennial. Incidence is greatest in adolescence and decreases with advancing age. And the condition is usually persistent with occasionally spontaneous remission. So here we're going to be dividing our discussion into symptoms, exam, differential, diagnosis, treatment, and potential complications. So let's talk about symptoms first. Here the patient will present with sneezing, nasal itching, rhinorrhea, nasal congestion, sore throat, throat clearing, itching of the throat and palate, sleep disturbances, and the condition may be associated with obstructive sleep apnea. There are also additional symptoms. So the patient can have concomitant conjunctivitis with ocular itching, lacrimation, and puffiness. So now that we've talked about the symptoms, let's move on to the patient examination. Here, patients will present with swollen nasal turbinates with pale or bluish mucosa, clear nasal discharge, clear to white secretions along the posterior wall of the oropharynx, infraorbitable darkening, conjunctival erythema, and lacrimation. So what are the different types of diseases that you're going to have to distinguish away in arriving at an allergic rhinitis diagnosis? Well, there are at least seven things that you need to think about. The first category of things that you need to think about are going to be not is going to be non-allergic rhinitis. Here we're talking about vasomotor or gustatory rhinitis. Second, you're going to have to think about rhinitis medicamentosa, which would entail overuse of vasoconstricting nasal sprays leading to rebound nasal congestion and associated symptoms. Third, you're going to want to think about hormonal rhinitis, which is associated with pregnancy, use of OCPs, and hypothyroidism. Fourth, you're going to want to think about drug-induced rhinitis, which is commonly caused by beta blockers, alpha blockers, and cocaine use. Fifth, you're going to want to think about atrophic rhinitis, which develops in more seasoned patients with atrophy of the nasal mucosa. Sixth, you don't want to rule out Infectious rhinosinitis, which is acute viral syndromes lasting 7 to 10 days, and it can also be accompanied by bacterial sinusitis. Finally, you're going to want to differentiate nasal obstruction due to structural abnormalities. Here, you're going to be looking for septal deviation, nasal polyposis, nasal tumors, and the presence of a foreign body. So now that we've talked about the differential, let's talk about the actual diagnosis here. And that is based on history and positive skin testing to common aeroallergens, such as grass, tree, weed, pollen. I'm sorry, grass pollen, tree pollen, weed pollen, a bit inexact there, uh, house dust mites, cockroaches, dog dander, cat dander, and finally, mold. So that's the diagnosis. Let's talk about the treatment now. The treatment is going to focus on five things. 
First, you're going to be looking at allergen avoidance measures, which is most effective for house dust mites and involves use of allergen impermeable bed and pillow casings and washing of bedding in hot water. Indoor pollen exposure can be reduced by keeping windows closed and using air conditioners. The second treatment that you're going to want to consider is antihistamines. Here, this is going to be focused on reducing patient sneezing, rhinorrhea, and pruritus, but is less effective for nasal congestion and it needs to be used regularly nonetheless. Antihistamines, though, are not effective for non-allergic rhinitis. Non-sedating histamines are preferable. Third, you're going to want to think about oral decongestants. These, are, these effectively reduce nasal congestion in allergic and non-allergic rhinitis, but they can cause insomnia and exacerbate hypertension or erythema. Uh, fifth, you're going to want to consider intranasal steroids. This is the most effective medication for allergic and non-allergic rhinitis, and there is no significant systemic side effects. It's most beneficial when used regularly. The final therape therapeutic option that is available is allergen immunotherapy, and this is indicated as an alternative or adjunct to medications. The only effective therapy that has been demonstrated to modify the long-term course of the disease is actually allergen immunotherapy. So this is a big one. And now that we've talked about treatment, let's talk about complications. And luckily, there's just a few. So with this condition, you're going to be looking out for chronic sin sinusitis and otitis, as well as exacerbation of any pre-existing asthma. And that is this session on allergic rhinitis.